When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Stellar Steelers fans proudly rise up for their team as Patriot fans mercifully boo theirs. Laugh out loud. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. How far we have traveled since that first game of the year between the Steelers and the New England Patriots. That NFL opener was supposed to herald a new team-first approach for Pittsburgh, which had shed ego-driven superstars Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Instead, the Steelers fell flat as those predictable Patriots seemed to soar toward another Super Bowl. Alas... Not so fast. Insufferable winners Bill Belichick and the seemingly timeless Tom Brady were just booed by their own New England fans as Tom Terrific has bordered on the terrible of late, especially in an embarrassing home loss to the Chiefs. Meanwhile, Belichick is embroiled in another sideline videotaping scandal that threatens to blow up into Spygate 2. How sweet it is for Steelers fans who proudly took over the Cardinals Stadium in Arizona last week to cheer on a fourth-string undrafted quarterback and a bunch of rookies and no-names on offense, along with that swarming, smothering defense that has brought the Steel Curtain back to life after a long absence. Everyone from NFL announcers to Arizona players had to be stunned by the display of all those waving terrible towels in the desert. But this is not as surprising as the Steelers' totally unpredictable but thoroughly enjoyable 2019 season, which has them primed for a playoff push despite losing future Hall of Fame quarterback Ben Roethlisberger in the second game. That's when the script called for heir apparent Mason Rudolph to take over the Steelers' reins. It wasn't to be. Rudolph just wasn't cut out to lead this sleigh of Steelers. Instead, a championship duck caller is calling offensive signals and winning games in Pittsburgh. No wonder Devlin Duck Hodges is quickly becoming a folk hero in the Steel City, and fans are dressing in duck costumes at games. Duck mania is in such high gear, the NFL has been forced to announce that Steelers fans will not be allowed to bring in duck calling devices into the big game with the Buffalo Bills, which the ratings obsessed league flexed into prime time for Sunday night football from Heinz Field. While undrafted Duck was getting his third win as a starter, up in New England, Tom Brady and his moribund offense was suffering through his fourth 
miserable game with a QBR rating of under 40. Patriot fans were booing their six-time Super Bowl championship team off the field at halftime. Steelers fans were getting national shout-outs for their fierce loyalty in that display in the desert. Columnists, meanwhile, were excoriating the spoiled, fickle Boston Boers for turning their backs on Brady, Belichick, and the team after an unprecedented embarrassment of Super Bowl riches these last 20 years. I guess we should all feel sorry for those 11-month-old Boston babies who've gone their whole lives without a championship. Boo-hoo. The season, of course, is far from over, but we can settle something right here and now. Steelers fans are the best in football, bar none. Of course, this summary just scratches the surface of the unbridled Steelers' enthusiasm pumping throughout Pittsburgh right about now. For that, I'm going to give you a deep dive in this edition of the Steelers Update podcast. It is packed with plenty of more duck calls, Coach Mike Tomlin triumphs, a look at ahead at the tough test against the Bills at Heinz Field Sunday night, and yes, some criticism of that crazy, zany, fake punt that blew up in Jordan Barry's face in what was otherwise Steelers' dominance in the desert against the Cards. So let's plunge right in. There's no doubt the Steelers' D is dominant, but a collection of rookies is rising up to make plays on the suddenly no-name offense. But above all, a quarterback named Duck has captured the imagination of Steelers fans. As it turns out, he has a 3-0 record as a starter. Devlin Hodges is winning the confidence of his coach as well. Here's how Pro Football Talk described Mike Tomlin's evolution on his just-ducky QB. They write, quote, When the Steelers handed the keys to the offense to quarterback Devlin Hodges, Head coach Mike Tomlin said his expectation was that the undrafted rookie, quote, wouldn't kill us with his play. No, Duck may shoot Ducks, but he sure isn't shooting the Steelers in the foot. Back to what Pro Football Talk writes about Duck, quote, he had a solid game in Week 13's 20-13 win over the Browns and went 16 of 19 for 152 yards and a touchdown in Sunday's 23-17 win over the Cardinals. One of those completions was a 17-year-old throw across his body to Deontay Johnson. Seeing a rookie make that kind of throw would give some coaches heart palpitations, but Tomlin said on Sunday that he was comfortable with what Hodges is doing. Quote, I trust his judgment. Tomlin told ESPN.com, that's been a part of his game. He did a really good job of managing his emotions in the midst of tough circumstances and being prudent yet aggressive. We're getting more and more comfortable, unquote. Hodges is just the first undrafted rookie to win his first three starts since Ed Rubert did it for Washington Redskins as a replacement player in the 1987 strike, unquote, all from Pro Football Talk. Of course, we know Rupert never got a four-start, but Duck will come Sunday night, and a win versus the very solid Buffalo Bills will not be easy. 
but it would be epic. And history is on the Steelers' side in this series, as TribLive.com notes. Quote, it's been more than two decades since the Buffalo Bills, who come in at 9-4, and four, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and more than a quarter century since they won in Pittsburgh. Buffalo has lost six consecutive games against the Steelers, including both previous meetings at Heinz Field. The Bills' most recent victory was so long ago that the quarterback matchup that day, back on October 10th, 1999, was Doug Flutie versus Cordell Stewart. Since then, the Steelers have outscored the Bills 144 to 76, pushing their all-time lead in the series to 16 to 9. Since losing at home to Buffalo in Bill Cowher's first playoff game after the 1992 season, the Steelers have won 10 of 11 meetings. This follows a stretch of seven wins in eight meetings by Buffalo during the 1980s and early 90s. They last met in December 2016 when Le'Veon Bell had a franchise record 236 rushing yards and three touchdowns amid a Buffalo snowstorm, unquote. Still, some aren't sold that Duck can get it done. The chief doubter is contrarian sports radio talker Mark Madden. He cautions all the mallard mania in Pittsburgh with a dose of cold water from his Trib Live column. He writes, quote, punch him in the beak and put it on my bill. The Duck Dynasty is upon us and we're quacking up. Yes, Hodges deserves credit for doing the minimum effectively, but he's definitely doing the minimum. Arizona was allowing an NFL worst 294 passing yards per game. Hodges threw for 152 yards. But Hodges has a knack for decent-sized play at an important time, and his arm is a bit stronger than advertised. Overall, the Steelers' offense deserves credit for doing the minimum effectively as well. But it's definitely doing the minimum. The Steelers have scored one offensive touchdown in five of the last six games, but have won five out of six. The Steelers needs points from the defense and special teams, and they're getting them, unquote. Bare minimum? Maybe he's right. But plenty of unheralded offensive players are stepping up for the Steelers at just the right time. Daniel Valenti with SteelersDepot.com sums up the totals of a trio of Steelers running backs not named James Conner, who could be back from injury Sunday night versus the Bills. But do they really need him? As Valente notes, quote, over the last three games, Benny Snell has 202 rushing yards and a TD. Jalen Samuels has 120 yards from scrimmage. Kareth Reif Jr. has 6.7 yards per rushing attempt. The running back committee of Snell, Samuels, and White has been very effective during this three-game winning streak. And then there is rookie receiver Deontay Johnson, who struck on a special teams play and as a receiver in last Sunday's game. Tweets Valente, quote, This showed exactly why the Steelers drafted Deontay Johnson at the top of the third round. Crazy open field ability. Can create a lot of yardage after the catch. Great footwork and route running. All those traits were on display yesterday. Johnson's ceiling is sky high, unquote. And of course, there's no denying Duck has something to his game. He is succeeding where the highly drafted 
Mason Rudolph failed with the Steelers. Nick Farbaugh attempts to put his finger on it, tweeting, quote, The difference between Duck and Rudolph were clear as day. Duck's mobility is such a massive asset, and he's not bowing on clean pockets as frequently as he did earlier. He's taken strides, and he's using his skill set very, very well, unquote. Mark Cabloy with The Athletic boils it down to something simpler. In my words, Duck doesn't walk like a duck. He has that Steelers swagger. Cabloy tweets it like this, quote, Give Devlin Hodges credit. He isn't afraid to let it rip in a tight window, unquote. Hey, no one has more swagger than that Steelers defense. In a return to team tradition, this is where all the real stars reside on this team. And once again, they stole the show and the football, sealing the victory down in the desert. Nick Farbar gushed about his crush on the D on Twitter. Quote, I love this defense. It's all coming together. Ball hawks in the secondary. Ferocious pass rush. Speed in the second level. They're fun to watch. Unquote. Hey, it's the perfect compliment because... This D is the perfect complement to the low-wattage Steelers offense. As Mark Madden rightly notes, the Steelers' O has been mediocre at best. But it needn't do much more, not with this awesome, ball-hawking, sack-producing defense. To wit, writes Aditi Kinkawala with NFL Network, quote, Yes, the Steelers won for the fourth time with less than 276 yards of offense. So you know why they're so hot? Five times this year, their defense has notched five-plus sacks and two-plus takeaways. Their 48 sacks lead the NFL, and they forced a turnover in every game. It's old-school Steelers football, unquote. And old-school is just the way we like it in Pittsburgh. Versus Arizona, it was three takeaways for the Steelers' D, including one that salted away the win. That final interception was snagged by veteran cornerback Joe Hayden. And as the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette notes, it was the 33rd turnover of the season for the Steelers. They lead the league in forced turnovers. Said Hayden, quote, This is a great team, a great defense. I'm just happy to be a part of it. Everyone expects to make a play, unquote. And nearly everyone is making them. And of course, there's no bigger recognition of this than among Steelers Nation. It is newly appreciating this resurgent Steelers defense and also their head coach, Mike Tomlin, who's been much maligned in the past. On Sunday, Tomlin ensured his 13th non-losing season with the Steelers. No wonder he's a top candidate for coach of the year. He's brought his Steelers back from the brink of a seemingly lost, injury-marred season to become playoff contenders. Sean Gentile put Tomlin's coaching feet into historical perspective, tweeting, quote, Mike Tomlin locked up his 13th straight non-losing season to start his career. Don Shula did that. Marty Schottenheimer had 14. And that is the list, unquote. Of course, Mike Tomlin did have to eat some crow after that nearly catastrophic felt fake punt 
in the Arizona game that gave Cardinals new life late in the game. DK Sports Pittsburgh attempted to explain the inexplicable, tweeting, quote, Tomlin's explanation was that the Cardinals had an alignment he liked and that the Steelers had practiced it all week. He took 100% responsibility. Bottom line for me is it was a dumb call to begin with, and it became dumber when the offensive line checked out of it and didn't block. But punter Jordan Berry didn't get the memo, and he ran with the ball, only to get blown up by a couple of Cards defenders. It could have been disaster in the desert, but it wasn't. So the coach of the year talk for Tomlin goes on. Radio talker Colin Dunlap put his finger on the Steel City's love-hate-love relationship with Tomlin. Quote, Everyone in Pittsburgh, me included, reaches points where we are furious with Mike Tomlin. We get mad about clock management, about playoff losses, etc. But do this. Name another coach you want to lead the Steelers. You can't. You just can't. He's outstanding. I will ask again, other than Bill Belichick, is Mike Tomlin the second best coach in the NFL? Seems like they're always flavors of the month, guys. But for the long haul, it has been Tomlin, unquote. It really has. But it really is this entire Steelers team that now is playing as a team that has the spirit of Steelers Nation fully renewed after many seasons of great play from great players, but that only glorified individual egos and never delivered Super Bowl glory to the city of champions. Aditi Kinkawala again sums up Steelers fans' adoration like this in a tweet. Quote, the magic that Ben wove with A.B. and that high-flying offense he ran with Le'Veon Bell was definitely prettier. But there's something about this undrafted long shot, his merry band of barely shavers, and the stifling Pittsburgh D that is so much fun to watch, unquote. And really, it is fun to watch. And that's what has Steelers Nation going to the desert, putting on duck costumes, and just proudly aligning themselves with this 2019 Pittsburgh team. It's a far cry from what's going on in New England these days. Up there, fans are booing, Tom Brady is floundering, and Bill Belichick is explaining away another Spygate scandal. How sweet it is for Steelers fans. Radio talker Andrew Filipponi put it like this, quote, I'm in football heaven. Steelers are an easy team to like and shocking the world. Browns are a dumpster fire. Again, Patriots are cheating and getting caught. Again, love it, unquote. But it's not just Pittsburgh sports scribes excoriating the Pats. It's national media taking note of the fickle fan base after so many Super Bowls in Boston. Mike Asty tweets in an all-caps shout, quote, Wait, what? Patriot fans are booing their team? I get you don't like seeing your QB and team suck, but you've watched your team and QB dominate for almost two decades, six Super Bowl titles, nine Super Bowl appearances, and still in the midst of another 10-plus win season. Come on! Unquote. Jake, the virtuoso, summed it up more simply. Quote, Imagine having such an entitled, arrogant fan base that you get booed when you're 10 and 2. Patriot fans suck. Indeed, they do. 
It's why I'm proud as ever to hail from the Pittsburgh vicinity and be a card and season ticket holding member of Steelers Nation. And I will be there Sunday night as the Steelers attempt to truly put the NFL notice that they are a playoff team no one will want to play when they get it done versus the Bills. Heck, I may even try to sneak in a duck collar to contribute to the cacophony that is sure to accompany this return to football fun in the greatest NFL town of them all. And it's Pittsburgh, baby. And here we go. Go Steelers beat those bills. And that is your Steelers update from Penn Live. Download the podcast every Wednesday where you download your favorite audio. And of course, log on to PennLive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.